Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, energized by KLMO Game Boy US, with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. Coming in hot with the 411 on all things sporting clays. Your go-to source for information, education, and entertainment from the new shooter to the seasoned competitor. Oh, I'm a junkie, man. I want to play with the buttons. He just likes to throw people under the bus. Oh, if you're right. not used to that yet. That's part of the show. Does your brain hear what your mouth is saying? Yeah, hey, I'm going to call Dave when the podcast is over and ask him what half the words are. Let's rapid fire. Let's do the hot seat. Let's get her done. Often imitated, but never duplicated. And now, it's showtime. What's up, Mr. Alley? Oh, we are here back in the Dead Pair podcast room. And you left the front door unlocked. I didn't leave it unlocked. I was actually upstairs, and I think somebody else left it unlocked. Oh, must be my fault. Must be your fault. Well, welcome to the studio, Grace Callahan. Thank you. Locked or unlocked, I was coming in. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, don't make me get out that Caesar Greeny. I'll knock down that door. (laughs) So how you doing, Grace? Awesome. Busy, busy, busy. We're working at the 2022 SCTP Nationals, and it is a nonstop. Yeah, I was over there earlier today, and it was like chaos. Yeah, a lot of kids. At that organized, chaos, organized chaos. Organized <laughs> chaos. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, um, hey, Sean, uh, before we get too far into this, we have attorney talk to do. Well, let's make it happen. Tourney Talk brought to you by Score Chaser. Minnesota State at Shooters Sporting Clays is now open, along with Gator Cup at Cherokee Rose. So that's going to be a big one. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. So uh, I know somebody in this room that's going to be attending. Mm-hmm. She's giving, giving every, the rock star. She's giving everybody the rock star. So they, <laughs> I forgot they can't see me. Yeah, they can't see. <laughs> this is a video, Grace. <laughs> so, um, Grace, we had you on before uh, when we did the Caesar Greeny podcast. Yes, sir. Well, we didn't get to, don't call me, sir, y'all turn around and look for my dad. Uh, but we didn't get a chance to really dive into, you know, your story on your shooting. And so tell us a little bit of your background. For those that don't know you, give us some, some background on how you got to zero to now. Uh, before ever actually pulling the trigger, I was always just out on the course or in the field with my dad. And I have an older brother. Um, I kind of was one of like those like why can't I and it was just like I was too young too small at first and when as soon as my dad felt I was appropriate size and age I was about probably nine when I started pulling the trigger on a 20 gauge semi-auto and really honestly it was it was addiction yes it really was I started in the fields more than I started on the course but um you can kind of see that the fields are a little bit less now and it's it's more coarse than anything I'm trying to get back into the birds again because <laughs> it's that's why we do it right that's why yeah. I started sporting clays in the first place to practice my hunting and I kind of want to like to go back to my roots a little bit maybe try some ducks I've never done ducks I was always upland yeah so I'm gonna try it out um but all along the way I did um SCTP myself so that's kind of why I'm excited to be here um when I was 10 years old was when I first started I was on the tri-state shooters at a Griffin and Howe and um I did it until I was 18 so from 10 years old till I graduated high school I was heavily involved in SCTP so it's kind of cool to get back here if if it wasn't for SCTP I wouldn't be where I am today they really encouraged the youth and keep them shooting and make it possible and it's freaking awesome yeah so it's basically come full circle for you then 100% it's so so cool you're out there watching the young ones and like I was doing that not too long ago right so that's cool what a a cool cool story yeah absolutely so how old are you now 
I am 27, turning 28 in November. Okay. And you said you graduated college. What's your degree in? Um, do you have time for that? It's, <laughs> I have a um, business administration with a specialization in logistical systems and supply chain with a minor in marketing. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> she did some schooling. I, I, what I, she's, what yeah. she's saying. A little bit. So, hometown. Uh, born and raised, still living in Branchburg, New Jersey. Okay. So, your home club would have been Eminem? Um, I was a little... It was. There is no home club. Everything's hour and a half to two hours. Okay. And um, Joe Skull down at Cedar Creek is actually more my home club than anything. Okay. I do shoot at Eminem quite often. Gotcha. Well, not too many people know that your family's also involved in competitive shooting. Can you give us a little bit of background on that? Sure can. I have an older brother, about three and a half, four years older than me, who is a professional three-gunner, which is the tactical use of pistol, rifle, and shotgun. He does about the same uh, capacity that I do in the... In regards to instruction, um, he holds a lot of clinics, and he's heavily involved in competitive shooting, too, which is awesome. That's awesome. And he actually just got part in uh, part ownership in the range that he's working at, so Double Eagle Pocono or Do- Double Eagle Outdoor, I believe they're rebranding, too. So he's, <laughs> he's there and working on the range up there. So if you ever do any pistol, rifle, shotgun, tactical use, he's your man. I've seen some of your Instagram posts, and he gets it done now, let he, me tell you. He makes a girl proud. Yeah. Now, does your dad still shoot any or hunt any? or? Um, not anymore. Um, he... Was more than anything before shotguns. Him and his dad actually did co- uh, competitive twenty two small bore. Oh, okay. Um, got into the shotguns because that's what we kind of grabbed into. And weirdly enough, when I shot iguanas down in Florida this past February, Dad's getting back into small bore again. So nice. he is shooting again. Yeah, he wants to get back into twenty two long range stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, Sean, uh, real quick before I forget, I want to break away from you, Grace, but. I did take Midway USA their pizza like we promised. Yes. You were supposed to buy, and I ended up buying and taking it to them. But that's okay. It all came out of the dead pair account, so let's yeah. just be fair. But the reason why I brought that up is because the gal that's working over there at the Midway USA Foundation, I didn't know it. She They introduced me to it. She's three-time Olympic gold medalist. She's a three-time world champion um, rifle shooter. No kidding. Yeah. So I was like, uh. That's cool. <laughs> That's you wild. know, you know, you just meet somebody. It's like, hey, how you doing? And then they tell me the backstory, and I'm like, uh, really? Her? And they're like, yep. So and cool. Like, wow. So, but no, that's what made me think of that. And she's so. at a shotgun shoot. She's at a shotgun shoot. She's like working that. with Midway USA Foundation, and uh, they're doing really good. Um, they've picked up some new teams for their help me out, Sean. What's it called? Their endowment program. Yep. Yep. So that's that's working well for them, and I, I love it. I love seeing. Well, it, it kind of makes sense to have people involved in that also be shooters because it's kind of like you know one and the other. Yeah, I mean, shoot even, rifles, shoot shotguns, try them all. Yeah, but it's not you know we we kind of get and Grace, you know where we're going with this. We kind of get engulfed in our own little world yes. oh, yeah. of sporting yeah. clays. Yep. Oh yeah. But the Midway USA Foundation is more than just sporting clays, traps, clay target. Yeah. It's rifle, pistol. It's all of that for the youth shooting. So right. Yeah, um, I, I was. I heard all, or I saw videos. I didn't get to go down and see it yet. I'm going to go tomorrow. The they got 22 uh, rifle and pistol going on too. Yeah. So that's a lot more. When I was in the SCTP program, that was a side fun event. It wasn't even really part of it so it's cool to see it even expanding since then heck yeah good deal good deal well jason you want to dive in let's get serious yeah i want to talk about don't get serious (laughs) all right semi well Well, we never get really serious it's more of a semi-serious thing let me me back as serious as sean and jason can get with somebody like grace but um no i do want to talk about your shooting journey um you know 
obviously your dad has always been there for you, but did you have any other coaching along the way? Yeah, um, that's why I mentioned Cedar Creek. Uh, Joe Skull was a major part of my shooting um, blossoming, I would say. Um, okay. Being part of SCTP program, it's major fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And once I felt like I was there, felt like kind of I was in a rut, but he saw me and recognized me, and he, he and my dad got along too, which is a little bit of a bonus. So I would <laughs> yeah. go down to Cedar Creek like once a month for his his monthly shoots, and he was like, hey, like who who's your coach? And I had just at that point in time been uh, graduating the SCTP. So I said, um, nobody. Why? Yeah. <laughs> and um, he just kind of spoke my language. Um, he was more than just a shooting coach. I felt like I could really go to him for anything. So it became more like a mentorship and yeah, kind cool. of like a dad 2.0 now, I call him. <laughs> that's cool. So Joe School is my main man. So do you still see Joe every once in a while for a fresh up? or? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I prob- probably about not even, what's the date? June 5th and 6th was the uh, shoot up at uh, the state shoot up in New Jersey and I'm kind of feeling myself a little bit in a rut and I know it's just I haven't been able to be behind the gun as much as I usually am right so he kind of got behind me he saw me kind of seesaw on my gun a little bit especially on my feet task mounts just reminded me a little bit of a quick refresh it's never any anything serious it's kind of just like hey dum-dum yeah what I mean, I've always once, told you. once remember what I taught you <laughs> yeah. years ago. Right, right. <laughs> once you're at your level that it's it's kind of it's those little fine-tuning things right it's not like a major change or a major shift in something it's just a little tweak here and there. little reminders yeah. yeah so you were in the sctp how long before you actually went and shot nsca registered tournaments um i was always doing nsca while doing SCTP. oh the whole time okay um actually maybe not the whole time i don't think i even knew it existed till i was maybe 14 15 so my we just didn't know what all the initials and the abbreviations and what the yeah. what's going on so did joe get you into that or correct okay yeah. so um joe being in uh a facility that hosts registered shoots i kind of started getting out to there and he told me about hey there's the regional shoots there's the open and i was like wait i thought i was going to those but it was the sctp so going to the nsca uh, inevitably made me a incredible competitor because you're shooting all of the different levels of targets. And that's actually a lot of the advice that I give to the parents that say like, how, how do I get it? How do I get them to the level that you got to? Like, obviously whatever it was worked. And I said, shoot as much targets all you can. Don't just stick to SCTP. Don't feel like you need to have a team to shoot. This is an individual sport. Go Mm -hmm. shoot. Shoot all the targets you can when you can, especially on SCA. Well, we see a lot of that because, I mean, uh, there is an awful lot of kids in the SCTP. And obviously not knocking any of them. But the few that actually do transition in NSCA, like I'm thinking, you know, Griffin Howe Mm -hmm. um, is one of the names that comes up to my mind. And it's like, you know, those kids, I think, are going to be a step above everybody else because they're basically out there competing against the big guys seeing the big tournaments especially if they're traveling the circuit they're going to the regionals they're going to the states they're going to some of the big blasts and you know there's no substitution for that kind of experience right no absolutely not um actually even like the pazdurskis i see who are traveling always at nsca and sctp they're at the top of the sctp for a reason you know they shoot and a lot of nsca they excel in the nsca and shooting that uh level of targets just increases your game well, you know, you're one of the few because it's been talked about so, so much over the last few years is there's that missing age bracket from like 22 to 32. Um, because, you know, you take these these young kids that come out of the SCTP and they're on fire and then they go to college and mom, dad's not paying for shells and tournaments anymore and they go bye-bye. They come back, 
they come back to the game later in life. But you're one of the ones that's still there. And same goes for Joe Finese. He's in college, and he just won the national championship last year. He just won uh, the uh, Jack, Jack Links this year. So, I mean, he's still in it, still competing, but, you know, it just makes you wonder how long is that going to last. But he's one of the very, very few. And you're one of the very few that have stuck with it. Yeah, more the exception than the rule, for sure. <laughs> I yeah. would say half of it's, it's you, you got to want to. You know, yeah. so even if it does get a little bit tougher and things do get a little bit more expensive, you kind of just buckle down, tell yourself it's going to be all right, get as much help from the people around you as you can and and kind of just head down and carry on. It's definitely not ever going to get cheaper. Right. So we have to kind of acknowledge that, um, maybe rise to the occasion. Um, and I wish that the parents sometimes weren't as involved as they are because when they stop getting involved is when the kids kind of fall off. So kind of letting the kids, like my dad did, like, hey, I want to do this. He's like, well, what are you going to do to make it happen? How are you going to make this continue to happen? Because daddy's not going to pay for everything your whole life. Right. And when you acknowledge the value of a dollar fairly young in life, you start to realize how much it's going to cost you when you keep shooting this game. Uh So I I say you got to want to because when I graduated, that was when I kind of knew, well, getting close to graduating high school and I was going to have to start picking up the bills. I kind of recognized that shooting was going to be where I wanted to go. And um, I couldn't do that just by having good scores. So being a good person, I was helping the youth a lot. Even though I was a youth myself, I still do. I love to volunteer my time to them as much as I can. And, Showing that passion and having the passion in general is usually what carries you because you have to want to. This is way too expensive that if you don't really 100% want to and daddy and mommy are just paying the bills, then when they're not, they won't. Right. Yep. So let me ask you this, Grace. Um, Do you think you or or any woman, for that matter, do you think you face more challenges um, versus what the guys do in the sport Uh, coming up? Um, I actually think I had a little bit of an advantage being a female because all of the guys wanted to help me. So everybody wanted to be my coach <laughs> yeah. and everybody wanted to, oh, here's what you got to do. Shoot this gun, shoot that gun. And I kind of like, I actually got a little overwhelmed when I was younger because everybody wanted to help me and here, shoot this lead and shoot that and try this method. And I'm like, right. whoa. Yeah. I almost had to at a very young age say, thank you for your help. But I have a coach. Right. Appreciate all of the input. <laughs> Probably been doing this just as long as you have. <laughs> and and having that attitude a lot of the times I feel like kind of kind of helped with my I would say like presence in the game where it's not she's just like this know nothing female. Right. To say. Yeah. It's like, no, okay, she's got this. She doesn't need my help. Let me back off. But I think that it could be a disadvantage for maybe somebody that doesn't have the personality that I have. So sure. I will definitely recognize that. You have to get out there. Yeah. Show your face. Gotcha. Talk to people. So with that said, um, coming up through the NSCA to where you are now, obviously you've traveled a lot. You've mm-hmm. shot a lot of shoots. You've been you've pretty much seen what what there is to offer. As uh, another young lady coming into the sport, would you have any advice to them starting out now versus like, you know, 15 years ago when you started? I mean, anything that's changed majorly in your mind? Or, I mean, we see a lot more female shooting now than ever. I mean, would you agree? 100%. So if you've got a young lady that wants to come out and shoot, I mean, what would you tell her? Or what do you tell her? I think it's important to remind any female, no matter their age, that they're not any less capable. So saying like, oh, well, I can't, 
is like not allowed to be in the vocabulary first and foremost. Yes, you can, you will, and we're gonna make it happen. Um, but having a gun that fits, and that's why I'm gonna kind of give my siren plug. <laughs> I, I'm fortunate to, enough to work for a company that manufactures a firearm that is lady specific. So any young female, look for a lady specific gun. That doesn't mean a shorter gun. That means a gun with a little bit of a higher comb, a little bit of a shorter grip, maybe the circumference of the grip, the the length of pull in addition to all of that, and making sure that the balance isn't compensated, like a nice, sturdy, solid female gun. So you're not trying to make the gun fit you. You fit the gun. That in addition with some, uh, and not just any instruction, maybe see who is shooting the way that you're shooting in the area that you're shooting, not just maybe like, I don't know how to word this, but look for a competitor themselves. Look for somebody that's a seasoned NSCA shooter. So they kind of are evolving with the game. So they're teaching you what's the newest tips and advice and all of that stuff. Because there are some people that maybe haven't shot registered shoots thing. let's say 2010. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the game's changed a little bit since then. And if you're not shooting it, you don't really know it. So I recommend a gun that is fit for you, a seasoned competitor that is your coach and Maybe even if it's not a competitor themselves, somebody that's out there in the industry, Mm -hmm. like Joe, he's setting the targets. He has the behind the scenes view of the targets. That's why I trust him as much as I do, even though he's not a competitive shooter. He used to be. His eyes are fighting him a little bit. Um, So gun, instruction, and just time. Put the time into it. You're never going to excel if you don't put the time in to improve when you're not at the registered shoots. You have to practice and put in the time and outside of practicing, eat right, work out, do your mounts, be an ambassador. I like to even just sometimes think about some, it's more recent, but think about even like articles that could maybe help others. Mm. Like what can I be doing to help other people? And that's kind of why I am here now because I never had that advice growing up. (laughs) What do I do? And like you said about the NSCA and the SCTP, no one really even had a clear understanding. So I didn't even really know where to go. And it's a lot more, the lines are a lot more clear now. So it's a little bit easier. You just got to kind of ask everybody is so willing to help in this sport and everybody's so accommodating. That's like your, com- your competitor could also be your best friend. So yeah, you just gotta yeah, that's, that's surround kinda, yourself with the right people. That's kind of what's unique about this sport. I mean, there's so many people out there that do compete, but they're friends. And they're buddies. And they mm-hmm. want to see everybody succeed yep. at the same time. They want to win and they want to do well. So that's kind of one of those, I don't know, weird situations in this sport. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's very cool. But surrounding yourself with those type of people so it doesn't ever get toxic is huge for a big piece of advice. Like, don't just shoot with a good shooter. Shoot with somebody that's also willing to help you be a good shooter and not be mad if you are shooting good. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good advice, Grace. Good, good people to surround yourself with. Solid gun. I would say good instruction and... Get behind the gun. Do you think there's any uh, merit to being a lady shooter? Is there merit in looking for a lady coach? Um, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, um, okay, I can't answer that because I've never had one. Right. I definitely have heard um, feedback from my own students saying how beneficial that that is to Mm -hmm. just have somebody that is literally in the same wheelhouse as them. Mm Mm-hmm. and is where they want to be say like oh my god i can do this but being that i've never had a female coach i don't think it ever hindered me i do think there maybe could have been like an advantage so instead of it being a dad 2.0 it would have been like a mom 2.0 and but i don't i can't speak from experience well that's not entirely true what's that because you are one of don grant's pro staff yes 
As we discussed on the U.S. Open podcast, and if you guys have not seen that yet, you can go see Grace's smiling face <laughs> on our YouTube channel. But um, let, let's back up there a second. What convinced you to take Don's classes to begin with? You have to convince yourself. Nobody convinced me other than my performance when you shoot a. But I mean, why was it like you know what? I just I gotta I gotta sign on to Don's program. What was it that, that you finally said I gotta do this? I think. Um, when you hear the phrase, 90% of this is mental enough, you go, well, what am I doing to invest in that 90%, you know? Yeah. And when you go from the, fl- sometimes I just fluctuate so much in scores that I'm like, there is only one reason for that. Because the equipment's the same. Everything outside's the same. It has to be what's going on yeah. inside. So when you look at a big picture, it's kind of like you convince yourself. Nobody really has to convince you. <laughs> right. I can definitely say Joe probably... Um, recommended a little bit of brain training and uh, a little bit of mind game stuff when I was way younger. And when you're a know-it-all 18-year-old and you say, I don't need to, then you're not going to. But I told him, hey, listen, I think this is what I want to lean toward. And he's like, oh, you mean what I tried to get you to do 10 years ago? (laughs) Nice nice job. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I was like, oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? (laughs) So when you say 90% of it's mental, what are you investing in that? And I started to invest. Gotcha. And I think that's that's a good point because we've seen a lot of people get started, especially like when the COVID years hit and there was people you know, wanting to go outside, wanting to find something to do. And I think that's just a really important part of shooting. You you, you don't know what you don't know. Correct. So it takes quite a bit of time to kind of learn the ropes, number one. And then depending on what your availability is to, you know, are you shooting your local club? Are you traveling and going to your state shoot or your regional shoot? I mean, that all makes a big difference in somebody's level of experience and how fast they progress through the sport. Wouldn't you agree? 100%. So, I mean, you know, do you do you kind of push new people to start traveling early or do you? would you say maybe the best thing to do is stay close to home for the first year or two until you kind of get the hold of the ropes and then move on from there? Or what's your thoughts on that? I don't think there's a time frame. Uh, I think it's more the confidence than anything. When my students ask me what to do, I say, go, whatever okay. it is, go. Gotcha. I had a student start shooting two years ago and he went to the nationals this fact last October. He's just dove in, practiced all he could, felt prepared. I said, do it. But if you don't have that time, it might take you a little bit longer. I would say if we're talking somebody that's, looking to really get into things and is really putting in the time to practice, I definitely recommend hitting a couple of the local state competitions. Um, Try to maybe look for the ones that are two days because some are only one day. Mm -hmm. So look for a two-day state shoot. Kind of get your toes wet in that um, so that you can see what it's like stamina and endurance-wise to shoot like two 100-round events. Mm -hmm. Um, Get some side events in and just see what it's like. And then just slowly but surely just expand according to your confidence. I don't say that there's really any any time frame. Okay. Because I know a lot of people are probably intimidated when they start talking. I mean, I know Jason and I were when we first started shooting. You know, it's like, oh, the Ohio State shoot coming up. Are we good enough to go shoot that? Oh. Or the Northeast Regional's coming up. And we, we had those discussions. Oh, yeah. Remember. Absolutely. That was now, back now, in nowadays, yeah. we don't think twice about it. But back then, it was like, Hmm. Well, you do when you see the prices at the gas pump. But. Well, okay. that's another topic, <laughs> well, Jason. We're topic, not going to go yeah. into that no, right no. now. But I'm, I'm serious. I'm just saying, like, a new shooter could be a little intimidated about Absolutely. feeling going, you know, to a big shoot. And it's like all those big names are there. And it's like, do I belong? You I know? look at them and go, question, do you know how the classes work? And they go, no. And I give them an idea of the categories, the classes, the concurrence, and everything that happens. And they go, 
okay, so I'm not going to be shooting against you. Right, <laughs> I'm right. like, well, you are actually, but you're not. Right. We're all against everybody, but we're somewhat categorized so that it's, it's slightly fair. And I have students that go to their first ever tournament. I can think of one right off the top of my head. And he went to, I think it was the Seafood Blast, won first place in his class. He's like, Grace, I can do it. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. You weren't shooting against Anthony. You're shooting against all of the people that right. put in the same amount of time as you did. Yeah, at, at your skill level. Correct. Yeah. Right. yeah. So let's go back. Now you are one of Don's pro staff members. Yes, sir. Um, Tell us what that means to be a pro staff member and how continuously working with Dawn, you know, even though you've taken her, her classes and everything and all of her lessons, but you still continuously work on this week after week. What does it mean to be a pro staff member and tell us why you continuously do that? Um, when I first started the program itself, I recognized a immediate change in the way that I approached things outside of shooting, which I went, wow, I would have never handled things that way yeah. before I thought about it the way that Don had me think about it. And then the more I started to practice it and think about it, the more improvements I noticed in not just my shooting, but my life. And when you just start very small and are already noticing improvements, it's really not that difficult to twist your arms to invest right. a little bit more time in it. Um, I have a really fun time. I even have like a Don Grant notebook, like just for my classes that I take f with her. And I'll go back to certain things and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, oh yeah. And I could go back and rewatch all of the videos that like, just like any other shooting lessons, you sometimes have to be reminded of yeah. the things that you've already learned. Like Absolutely. I said, Joe says to me, hey, dum-dum, you have to say, hey, dum-dum to yourself sometimes. Right. And I go back and I remind myself and you start to get a little bit lazy, I would say, when it starts to work. So yeah. Like, All right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So then you have to almost, proof is in the pudding, when you recognize your scores, you go, wait, what happened? And you're like, oh, my God, I did not do as much Dawn training as I had been doing because I kind of got comfortable, just like practice. We're like, All right, I'm good. No, no, you're not. Keep going. Keep practicing it. Do yeah. everything you can, all you can, whenever you can. Just recognition of yourself in general, like she really encourages being calm and present, is so helpful in everything aside from just shooting. Yeah. So that's my reason. As much as it helped me in my shooting, it's helped me like in life recognize a lot of things, clarify a lot of things, and I've had... A lot of come to Jesus moments about like some of the things that I was maybe doing that wasn't necessarily helping my overall well-being that I had to kind of take myself out of and look from big picture. Like, what can I be doing to improve myself as a human so then that can help my shooting? And I had to do some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and recently I saw I read your article in uh, the Shotgun Magazine about uh, health and nutrition. Yes, sir. And so that's obviously a big part of your game. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, probably the mindset 10 years ago, 15 years ago is not what it is now. People are taking this more seriously and we're not doing the, you know, six pack of beer and a pizza the night before a tournament okay. because obviously that can affect you. We've had Joel on the show talking about your nutrition and making sure that you're eating right and having being hydrated and all that fun stuff. So, I mean, with you, is it something that you've always done uh, as far as your diet and what you eat or is this something new? 
Uh, no, it was not when I was younger, actually. The reason why I chose shooting was because lacrosse had a lot of running and dance was too exhausting. <laughs> I was a little bit of a stocky young girl, and I said, shooting is a lot less exhausting. And then the more I wanted to shoot, I almost, like, couldn't because, like, my body would just get tired before I felt like I needed to be tired. I'm, like, a 17, 18-year-old girl, and I'm getting tired after 100, 150 rounds. I'm like, well, what can I do? And I went off to college, and... I um, kept gaining weight, and I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Well, you get a little bit stressed, and things start to clutter on top of themselves, and I never even realized when I was in high school that trying to do dance lacrosse and shooting while being a student kind of got me to the unhealthy position that I was at, and I wasn't really concentrating on myself. I was distracting myself with everything else. And um, when I got to college, and I actually wasn't even shooting my first two semesters because I just went to school because I really wanted to go to school to be a good student and I was gaining weight and I'm like what is going on and I had a really good her friend my my friend's name is Callie she was like the fittest girl ever and she was on the floor with me and I was just like what do I do like where do I start and it was just what went in my mouth she helped me smaller portions the correct decisions just like Maybe when you're bored, go for a walk, have a glass of water instead of sit down and have some pretzels or sit down and have, like, don't, like, don't bored, do something that you wouldn't do. Right. Um, So that was really how it started was getting myself, like, watching what went into my mouth and making myself just slightly more active. It was not, like I said in the article, it wasn't like, I want to be healthy. I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. and hit the gym. That was not how it started. I just wanted to do small steps to get to myself in the right direction. So I watched what went into my my mouth, kind of started drinking a little bit more water, less. When you're in college, I definitely wasn't drinking beer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a little bit less alcohol because that doesn't really help with the hydration situation. Um, and when you start to notice a really big difference after making small changes, you make another small change and even bigger changes yep. happen. And, even, and now it's getting to the point where if, like out here, I just get, I feel like I'm getting my exercise just by being a crazy human and running all over. But if I don't like dedicate 20, 30 minutes a day to like making my body move Mm -hmm. and making sure that like, that's my focus at that point in time, I almost feel sad. It makes me like it, it it boosts my serotonin. It makes me less anxious individual, but I, I didn't realize that not doing it was the reason why I wasn't. So I kind of looked around and I'm like, like I said, the girl Kelly, I'm like, you know, she's just like the happiest girl I know. And she just, she'd get her serotonin boost at the, at the gym or she was, she was huge into track. And I tried to get some exercise and it just changed my life. That's awesome. Well, you know, probably the biggest news with you is that you recently took a position with Caesar Greeny. Yes. And just as soon as we get back from this sponsor segment, you're going to tell us all about that. All righty. All right, joining us on the phone is Brian Holtkamp. Brian, how you doing this evening, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you? We're, We're good. doing great, man. Jason's sitting here with me in the studio. We're uh, calling you up to talk a little bit about Bear Pelt. But before we get going, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what, what class you're shooting in? So my name is Brian Holtkamp. I'm from Okeechobee County. Uh, Okeechobee is in Florida, and I'm a master class shooter, and that's about it. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so let's go right into it, man. So you got a bear pelt vest. What made you decide to pull the trigger on one? So I bought the vest because 
I need a new vest, and I also tried it on multiple other vests. But the bear, the bear pelt vests felt the most comfortable to me. Gotcha. So, how long have you had it? Probably say six months. Okay, so you've had it for a good little while. You've done a bunch of shooting in it. What's your favorite feature? Uh, my favorite feature is the it's American made, and you design it the way you want it. What kind of design did you have them uh, do for you? I, I got an American flag on the back of mine. Sweet. Very cool. There you go. <laughs> All right. So how was your experience with Bear Pelt? Did they take care of you? Yes, sir. The customer service was amazing, especially Miss Heather working with me on trying to get my design perfect. Yeah, she's um, a sweetheart. Yeah, she, Eric married way over his head. Yes, That's he did. He got real lucky on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So um, do you have the competition or the competition light? I have the competition vest. Okay. Gotcha. Does the uh, heat bother you at all down there in Florida shooting in that? No, sir. I actually believe that it's more breathable than any of the other vests I've had. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. Well, they're definitely great vests and a lot of good feedback about them out there. That's for sure. Well, yes, sir. I'm sure you run into a lot of people that are asking you questions and stuff about the vest. And if you had somebody that maybe they weren't quite sure if they wanted to buy one, what would you say to them? So if someone asked me about a bear pelt vest, I would tell them they should get a bear pelt vest because it's the most comfortable vest I've owned. The customer service is amazing. It's also good with assistance. People are good with assistance at Bear Pope, and they're good with design, and they're outstanding with working you with, right. with working with you. That, that's a very good answer. Um, you said you're a master class shooter. I'm going to take it you shoot some fee task every now and then, or maybe a little bit of AFS. Yes, sir, I do shoot fee task. So that low gun mount, that vest, it doesn't hang up on your gun, does it? No, sir, it does not. Gotcha. Well, what's your next big shoot, uh, Brian? Um, the SUTP Florida state shoot. Okay. You do any of the major, uh, like you're going to go up to the, uh, Trident cup or you're going to do the U S open or any of those down there this year. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. Okay. Um, I want to, but well, if you're not sure, <laughs> if you're there, uh, Jason will be at the Trident cup and then we'll both be at the U S open. So if you, if you're around, look us up, we'll be anxious to talk to you. Yes, sir. Cool. Awesome. All right, Brian. Well, listen, one last question for you. Hey, at Bear Pelt. It's not just your vest. It's a new uniform. (laughs) He got it. Awesome. (laughs) Good deal, Brian. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Uh, We really look forward to hopefully running into you down at a shoot near near you real soon. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, our pleasure too, man. You guys have a great 2022 season. Yes, sir. You too. All right. Thanks, Brian. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. It's all about humanity. It's time to react like never before. For the first time ever, RE Ranger used artificial intelligence to test and optimize 1 billion different lens variations. It's time to see the sport in a way no one else has with React AI. Available now in frame kits, lens kits, and our most popular lens shapes. For more information, please visit reranger.com. All right, we're back. Now, Grace, we left off. We were talking about big news. You are now working with Cesar Guarini. 
Tell everybody your title. How'd that come to be, by the way? Uh, so I have been super fortunate to be able to be a pro staff for them for three years. This is going to be my fourth year with them. And being that I just couldn't get enough of doing anything for them, I just love working the clinics for them. I love being a representative for them. They um, provided me the opportunity, if I would be so willing, to be their shooting promotions manager. Um, nice. Essentially, I get to kind of organize our staff um, because I am kind of out there and doing the thing and seeing everybody. It kind of made a little bit of sense. In addition to that, maybe um, get my toes into events that we've never really been a part of. Um, been trying to do a little bit better to cover the um, entire country instead of favor some regions, which we've accidentally just done because we've had them available yeah. in that region. And it's like, well, what about... Colorado, like, are there a lot of people there that are able, able, even even able to shoot them? And it's like, well, no. So it's like, all right, let's maybe try to get a clinic out there. Let's get this going. Just like, just random things like that. Colorado just came to mind for no reason. I don't even know <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> so I get to help out with the events, um, events that we've already been going to. What can we do better? Um, actually, it's a good time to tell anybody that if they feel like their area has been neglected in the Cesar Garini Siren and Fab Arm world, that give me a shout. That's kind there of what go. I'm looking to do is spread our spread our. Uh, our roots. Heck yeah. So does this mean uh, now that you've taken your new position, is that gonna, are you going to back off your shooting? Or are you still going to be competing at the same level? I um, don't have to because uh, they are aware of the fact that it is kind of my life and my passion and my love, and they don't want it to take away from that. But I think it might be time eventually maybe for me to grow up, and I might have to slow down some point in time. But they told me that that is up to my decision. It doesn't interfere, really. Um Part of being at the shoots is part of the job. So getting out there and talking to people and shooting the gun and getting people to shoot the guns is half of it. So if I'm not out there, then it's not very beneficial for the <laughs> position yeah. I'm in. Well, that's very cool that you've got that attitude with you. That's great. They're yeah. so, so, so good to me. Good. So speaking of your shooting, what are some of your goals, both short and long term? Uh, they're both the same. And okay. it's uh, to enjoy myself and give it all I've got. I really did a horrible injustice to myself when I was younger and tried to tell myself that you need to win every shoot you get to and it gets super discouraging. So I take my wins as they come. I let my losses roll off the, the, the duck's back. That's all that it is. <laughs> I remind myself, just like Dawn's training tells me to do, if I'm not having fun, I'm going to stop. Yeah. I like to just have fun. That's my goal. If I finish and I shot really crappy and I'm still smiling, well then mission accomplished. That's probably something a lot of shooters should take to heart, honestly. 100%. Because uh, we, we all take this game a little too seriously from time to time. When but I you don't have a, I was just going to say, but you don't have like a make a Team USA goal or a, the Ladies Cup goal. Or My dude, that's always the goal. Okay. All right. I just, made it for the first time uh, last year, and it was, I might even get choked up now talking about it. It was an accident, but it was the coolest thing that's ever happened to make the feet test team. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you're also doing some coaching. How's that been going for you? Really busy, um, in a good way. I have the awesome um, ability to kind of not um, be stuck in one spot. So mm -hmm. I get to get up to Mid-Hudson in New York a lot. Um, Clove Spring in Wantage, New Jersey, in addition to coaching, they let me set their targets. So I get to kind of oh, nice. practice that, which is really, really cool. Joe Skoll down at Cedar Creek lets me instruct and he, he's more of the reason why I can set targets because he taught me to. So I kind of will shadow him when I'm there. And then Anthony is really awesome about me being able to teach there when they're open. They're closed right now. Um, 
It is not a joke, those bugs, man. It is actually really? insane how bad it gets down there. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but I've heard the stories. <laughs> yeah, it gets real bad in the summer, so now I understand why. But um, I try to jump around as much as I can when I can, so I never get bored. I always um, get... Uh, not always. I, I sometimes get lucky, and a couple of the private clubs invite me out, um, like member-only member, member only clubs. There's one in Pennsylvania, Blooming Grove. They have me out semi-annually. They have me out sometimes a couple times a year. Um, there's a new one that, well, it's not new, but new to me, Flint Hill Preserve in New Jersey. They're kind of having me have some they had we had one woman's clinic so it was really cool we had about i think 13 women show up and it's a pretty fairly small club so to have 13 of the wives and girlfriends and daughters and stuff show up was was pretty huge and a lot of that actually was because there was just a woman there and i had guns available for them so is there a specific student you're looking for like as far as an age group or an experience level or do you pretty much take anybody um I get excited about the kids and the women just mm-hmm. because I know that the position that they're in, but because of the position that I'm in being a seasoned competitor, I love teaching everybody from never shot the gun before to I'm shooting a 97. What do I do? Okay. So I, awesome. I like, I like to try and get a little bit of everything. You can't really get bored that way. Well, if people want to get a hold of you for a lesson, what's the best way to do that? Um, if you want to, uh, my cell phone number is on my website, but 908-963-4901. My website's www.gracecallahanllc.com. Last name C-A-L-L-A-H-A-N. Um, I take a lot of inquiries through there. My email is USA at gmail.com. I try to be pretty available as much as I can. My cell phone's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, I'm pretty much teaching every day of the week as long as there's the place open. Right now, Tuesday's the only time, I believe Tuesday's the only day that clubs are closed in my area. So that's the only day I'm not teaching. Uh, When I'm not teaching, I'm doing my pro staff job with my my, uh, shooting promotions manager and I'm keeping myself busy as much as I can when I'm not shooting. Well, we'll make sure and put all that contact info right down in the bottom of the podcast description. So, Thank you. you know, if somebody's driving along and they forget about it, they can go right back to it. I said it last time, too, but just to give my brother a plug, uh, if you ever, like we mentioned, are interested in any of the three gun, he does um, tactical use training at CallahanTrainingGroup.com. You can check that out also. He's in the Pocono area, like I mentioned. So we got a little bit of everything in the Callahan clan. Well, you know, you told me you listen to this show. I do. You're not getting out of here without doing some rapid-fire questions. You ready? Hold on. <laughs> All right, ready. She's getting her center, center yourself. <laughs> She's bracing herself Got to get here. myself zen. All right. So, gun, make and model. Invictus M-Spec by Caesar Guarini. Uh, barrel length? 32, fixed. Uh, oh, fixed too. Mod I mod. Nice. Ported? Come on, no. Okay. All right, well, I just had to ask. All right, well, you took away a bunch of questions because you don't have chokes. So, uh, uh, factory or custom stock? I have a custom factory, so it's custom through Garini. Oh, okay. Very nice. Um, shells? Uh, you bet it's going to be Game Boy, baby. Yeah, I like I the Weichels. I shoot the one ounce, seven and a halfs, or sometimes when you need a little extra spice, I throw my dark uh, storms in. Okay, never any eights, just stick with seven and a half. Seven and a halfs. Gotcha. I um, like her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know you shoot a vest. Brand? I shoot the Siren Castellani band, or brand. Okay, gotcha. Um, glasses? Uh, the Pila Outlaw X7s. And ear protection? 
You beds from Odo Pro. And a girl. See, there she's coming back. We kind of lost her for there for a second. Yeah, coming back, back in the groove. Dr. Grace hooked it up. There you go. So we do this thing called what's something weird you carry in your bag? We call it what's in your bag. So is it like a lucky rabbit's foot? You know, for example, myself, I carry a rosin bag. Uh, not too many people think about that. Hands get sweaty. Do you carry anything oddball in your bag that maybe people would not think of? No? Nothing at all? I don't think so. From that okay. look, we're, I'm guessing no. I'm guessing she's pretty plain. Oh, I it's keep got, a sewing kit. A sewing kit. Now, see, there's something odd she keeps in I, her bag. I don't have one of those. You, you ever had your zipper fall apart? It is like... Well, see, we rock, we rock bear pelt vests. We don't have to worry oh, about so that. Oh, so you never have We don't have to worry about that. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got her. You did. I got her. Oh, you did. Lord, Lord. Well, speaking of sponsors, I know you got something you'd like to thank. Yes, I do. Um... First and foremost, um, the company that I work for, I couldn't be more proud of, Caesar Siren and Fab Arm. They help me through and through. Uh, Game Boar, they are the best ammo I've probably, not probably, the best ammo I've shot um, since I've started, 17 years now. Um, I've got Odo Pro, like I mentioned. She hooked me up with some filtered earplugs for when I'm uh, instructing, mm -hmm. some solid plugs for when I'm shooting because I want to hear nothing. Uh, White Flyer has been incredibly gracious to me literally since I've started. They've got, um, hooked me up with clays when I train on my own outside of the, nice. the ranges. Try to keep it. To, down to them, in addition to the equipment, then we have Don Grant, and that's pretty much my team. That's awesome. Gotcha. Well, it was awesome to have you in studio finally. We, we've, Me and Jason have ran into you several times at several shoots and all that stuff, and it's always a lot of fun to talk to you. But, you know, here, is, here it is, the grandiose uh, Dead <laughs> Paris studio in all of its glory. You have yeah. no idea how excited I was to get here because I wasn't even sure if I'd be able to. <laughs> oh, no. And then she walked in and she said, oh, really? This is it? Oh, yeah. I, I did not. I love to see Jason vacuuming when I came oh, in. I can't believe that. I can't believe she got that on video. <laughs> yep, somebody left some dirt on the floor the muddy boots last yeah, time and I got a here. hint didn't I I walked in here Grace and she could tell you the, I go, the vacuum cleaner is sitting in my chair with the cord wrapped around it I'm like I think this is a hint with so. a five foot circle of mud and dirt on the floor <laughs> right so. where he was last <laughs> wonder why I would have done that weird yeah. isn't it weird well, hey, it was raining last time I came in here. Oh, that's the other thing. If you want to watch the video of him vacuuming, check out Greeny Grace on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> yes. 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 La ladies and gentlemen, high welcome. Five, high five. Yeah. All right. There we go. La ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the edited part of the program. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, it has been fun having you in Grace. And I encourage anybody that wants to take a lesson with you to don't even hesitate because if you think she's just fun and bubbly through the radio, wait till you meet her in person. She's always <laughs> right. I right. said it last year. You could shoot her in the foot. She's still going to smile and go, Hey, how you doing? You right. know, right. So, but uh, now it, it's been an absolute pleasure having you and you're welcome back anytime. The pleasure um, was all mine, man. I really love chatting with you guys. I'm going to make Sean buy dinner next time. So, <laughs> but uh, no cheese and I'm in no cheese and you're in. <laughs> What's your anti-cheese? You got like um, a... Super lactose intolerant. Are you really? Oh, okay. It. Gotcha. Gotcha. Body does not... Gotta know what your body friends. likes. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, until next time, thank you very much to Bear Pelt, Atlas Traps, Odo Pro, Game Board US, KL Ammo, Negrini Cases, Rhino Chokes, RE Ranger, White Flyer Targets, and of course, Folded Wing Apparel. Sean, what do we tell everybody every week? Every week, guys, take somebody new shooting. Take somebody new to a tournament. Take somebody out to a fun shoot. And bottom line, just take somebody out shooting. Show them how much fun this sport is. Grow the sport. Get new people involved. And let's keep getting things better and better for people. Let's see if she can rock it better than you do. All right. Grace, until next week.
What am I supposed <laughs> to got do? The blank stare. <laughs> she got the blank stare. <laughs> what? So you listen to the. Uh, we'll cut you this part. You can't put me out. on the spot she, like that. She must not listen to the very, very end. You don't. Th- you think I listen to this part? <laughs> I'm listening to the next episode. Oh man! All right, I'll do it, Jason. All right. Until next time, we'll see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. <laughs>